This show is brought to you by my friends at Alliance and Trust. In wild times like these, you need more than financial product salespeople. You need a firm that looks at the entirety of your life and helps you with strategies that coordinate all disciplines of good stewardship so you can manage wisely what God has given you and thrive in these times of chaos and confusion. Have a team that acts as consultants in the business of you. Let Alliance and Trust help you plan for what's next. To learn more and get your free copy of Alliance and Trust's book on financial stewardship, Wisdom Before Wealth, visit friendofbrice.com or call 805-371-8020. Welcome to the Bryce Eddy Show, where we are working hard to be a threat to the Great Reset by having wonderful fellow warriors in this world on our show. And today, I've got my friend, the unstoppable Aaron Elmore. How are you, Aaron? Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I'm glad we could connect. You know, we we see each other everywhere at all these events. And um, to refresh your memory, in case you forgot, we... um, Originally met at the uh, Trump uh, rally, I guess, 2020. It was the the one that uh, TPUSA held at uh, Dream City Church. And that's where I first got to know you. And you and I have a bunch of friends in common and, and all of that. But, uh, you know, the rest is history because now we're just super pals. I know. I do feel like I see you everywhere, which is such a treat. And seeing friendly faces at all the Turning Point events. And I see you in Palm Beach, which is where I live. So... You're really everywhere, and I enjoy getting to see you in various places around the country. Yeah, so um, the reason I wanted to have you on, well, two things really. Number one, um, I, I you know, I want to have the audience hear a little bit about you and your background and how you got to be the uh, you know superstar you are running around hobnobbing with uh, with all these wonderful people. Um, but, you know, talk about kind of, you know, how you formed the passions to get involved in all this stuff. And then uh, and then let's just let's wrap about all kinds of crazy things that are going on now. OK, that sounds really fun to me. So I have a long, twisted tale. Um, so I went to college and I majored in broadcasting and political science. And my parents thought I would make a great attorney. So they said you should go to law school. So I went straight to law school, passed the bar practiced for like three minutes and I knew it just wasn't for me. And right around that time, there was a very popular number one rated show on television. Everyone was watching it. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone loved it. It was called The Apprentice. And there was an audition in my hometown of Philadelphia and my friends were calling me in my law firm. I was sitting there slaving away. They said, you would be perfect for the show. Go audition. So long story long, I stood in line like every other schlep. And I kind of just, I wore a bright red suit, which is funny now that it's like MAGA red. And I just went in there and I looked around and I said, I'm going to get on this show. And I think two to three million people tried out. And I was one of the 18 people selected. And that's how I formed my bond with, you know, our great president Trump. And he said afterwards, yes, I heard the famous words, you're fired. Um, But it was actually (laughs) a great opportunity because he asked me, what I wanted to do next. And I said, I'd really like to go into broadcasting. So I ended up with his help getting a job as a reporter at an NBC affiliate in Jacksonville, Florida, NBC 12, First Coast News. And I was pounding my pavement, getting my feet wet, doing horrible, uh, reading a teleprompter and writing live stories on TV. It was a huge learning curve. 
And this was a long, long time ago. And I did that for about a year. And then I went back to Philadelphia because that's where I'm from. And I did some legal consulting, but I also was on air at QVC, which is the home shopping (laughs) channel. And believe it or not, that's a great way to learn a lot about live TV because they're moving product live on air by the minute with data and numbers and reporting. So people will be chirping in your ear, move the red, it's selling out. So you'd have to pivot what you were saying and go to the red item and talk. So it was a really great way to take live calls and learn to deal with what's happening in real time. So that was super fun. And then in 2015, when President Trump thought about running, I got a job as one of his campaign surrogates slash spokespeople. I was the deputy press secretary at the RNC. So that gets us, and then I, you know, I did a lot on Fox, tons of Fox, now a lot more Newsmax, got a job with Turning Point USA, but it's been a real journey, but I wasn't always a Republican. My family, you know, they started out as like Reagan Republicans and then it became, they voted for Bill Clinton and then supported Barack Obama and they signed up for hope and change and got a lot of new IRS agents. And now we all sort of, you know, it took President Trump to really show us and wake us up. And now, you know, we're very hardcore, you know, very, very hardcore Republicans. And I think that's what's so great about President Trump is that people that weren't paying super close attention started to say, wait a minute, these news organizations aren't really telling us the whole story. Let me start digging myself. And wait a minute, there's corruption in Washington. So I think he gave a lot of people that hadn't been spoken to by politicians before this sort of bravery, this voice, this thirst for knowledge and information. And that's why his base is so loyal. And um, I'm one of those people. Yeah, that's cool. So, uh, you know, let's talk about him for for a minute, because I I met him uh, way before he was running for president, like you. Um, And actually, I think the years it might have been right around the apprentice years, but uh, but I insured one of his uh, hotels. So it's his hotel in, in Vegas. And um, I coincidentally, I happened to be there having meetings with his, uh, you know, the, the team that runs that hotel and, and, you know, handles all of the insurance stuff and everything for that. And uh, um, I, I Prior to that, I had talked to, you know, again, I didn't really care about him. I, I wasn't into The Apprentice. I, you know, he was just a, you know, a, a guy who I knew who he was. I, you know, read The Art of the Deal, you know, many, many years before, you know, but, but otherwise, I mean, he was a, um, you know, businessman slash, you know, pseudo celebrity in, in my mind at that time. But that, but I had no, no uh, other real uh, feelings about him. But then I uh, remember taking note of a couple of things. Number one, the general manager of that hotel was his former driver years before prior. And and he had just told me a story over lunch about Trump. And he said that the moment I went to work for Mr. Trump, he told me if I paid attention, I wouldn't be just his driver for long. And this guy was a very competent general manager of a hotel. And, and um, I liked him a lot. And he, he was great. And uh, um, the other thing that I noticed is I, I got to meet um, Eric Trump. Yeah. And uh, and I remember it it was remarkable that his kids love him 
because there's so many, I mean, there's so many pastors, there's so many politicians, there's so many celebrities, I mean, you name it, that are big figures where their kids absolutely despise them. Everybody in the world thinks they're amazing, but behind the scenes, their kids hate them. And his kids have a great respect for him. So I remember thinking that early on, again, before he ever ran for president and all that stuff. But when he came into the hotel, just again, coincidentally, uh, I happened to be there and I got to, you know, meet him very briefly, say hello, you know, and and that was... um, what was remarkable is there are a few human beings on the planet that have this, you know, vortex of charisma that they just create. And when you're in their presence, I mean, you, you feel something magical. And, I, and again, I think that's, that's the case for um, all kinds of great leaders throughout history. There's all kinds of personalities that, that you know, I know um, people can report on other folks that they walk into the room and there's just like this, uh, you know, magnetic presence that comes yeah. in. So I think he was uniquely gifted and suited for, you know, when he finally decided to run, um, you know, that that magic he was able to bring along with him. And, and yes, he broke the media and he exposed a lot of the swamp and some of those things. Which is why even Dave Chappelle, you know, in that recent skit was like he came out of the house and said, oh, yeah, it's all corrupt, you know, for sure. We're doing it all, you know, and we're doing it to you. And then he went back in, you know, sort of a thing. And, uh, and it, you know, so it was, it was pretty incredible. I think a lot of people recognize that. And he did wake a lot of people up. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like you said, he is that magnetic figure. And I've also said on television, if you look at like. Hunter and Ashley Biden and how they've materialized into the terrible, decrepit adults that they are. Look at all of President Trump's children. They're all successful, wonderful, kind, philanthropic, well-adjusted children. Yeah, well put and together. Now. They're all wonderful, wonderful people. And I think you have to attribute that to parenting and, and how he raised those kids. You don't often see that. Yeah, no, it's it's true. So uh, anyway, uh, you know, I was never particularly and, and, you know, I get I get accused as, you know, I know you do and everybody that, you know, I'm a I'm an ultra MAGA guy and I was never particularly a, you know, MAGA. You can't find me with a red hat anywhere. And, you know, not that I'd be opposed to, you know, wearing a, you know, uh, make America great again hat or not that I was ever opposed to any of those concepts and ideas. I loved it. I just don't get into politicians that much as celebrities, you know, and I and so I didn't I didn't like absorb and, you know, uh, run down the street doing that stuff. Um, You know, just a, a lot of it's because of my wiring. But I tell you, if they uh, indict him, I will be wearing uh, red hats. <laughs> I mean, and I think that, that I'm not alone uh, with, of people that will kind of go all in uh, if if they attempt to break the system that way. Yeah, well, I have lots of MAGA hats, and I am proudly ultra MAGA. Uh, part, I mean, I love wearing all the Trump stuff, and I love wearing the MAGA stuff, but I also do, when I lived in Philadelphia, I live in Florida now, I like to wear it just because the liberals would cry, you know, and that yeah. there is some joy in that. I can't help it. But um, you know, it's about, speaking about Alvin Bragg, who is the New York district attorney, Soros basically funded him. He is letting people committing murder out of jail yep. with no bail. He is reducing everything to misdemeanors. So you can't then go attack President Trump and try to say he's some criminal when you're not really arresting 
actual criminals. But because this is a state case, not a federal case, I believe that like in New York, they can't go to Florida and get him, right? Because they don't have the jurisdiction. So he would either have to voluntarily turn himself in or there would be like a fugitive bond, I guess. Um, and I believe DeSantis would have to allow him to be extradited. So I, that's, and, and if Alvin Bragg were to get like a fugitive bond and make a big thing, which would like be a, basically a nationwide manhunt, that would make this even worse. And I think he, ha- no matter how much he hates Trump, he has to think about what the optics on that are. Like this person didn't commit murder and people that do commit murder get a misdemeanor and, and do no time. So I think this is chess, not checkers. And I hope his legal team is really weighing all of these options and we'll see what happens. But I think it's gonna it, it really fire up people, even people that don't particularly like him or don't have feelings about politics. I hope they might think, wow, this happens in third world banana republics and communist dictatorships where you just get rid of your enemies. And, and this will look really bad and it very well may land Trump back in the White House. Do not trust these woke banks. Do not put your money into ESG funds. Instead, why don't you talk to the Alliance and Trust family? Finance is in their blood. I grew up with them, and they've handled my entire financial world for nearly 30 years. And as a testament to their talents, they've managed to keep me not just out of trouble, which in and of itself is remarkable, but they've helped me to build real wealth. They've assisted me through complex business transactions and family matters. Now even my daughters are working with Uncle Randy to put financial disciplines in place for their futures. Invest with people who share our values and will help you to be a good steward with what God has given you. Let Alliance and Trust help you plan for what's next. To learn more and get your free copy of Alliance and Trust's book on financial stewardship, Wisdom Before Wealth, visit friendofbrice.com or call 805-371-8020. Yeah, I, um, and again, that's why I use that illustration, uh, you know, uh, about me is that, um, you know, again, I mean, I it, it might radicalize me. You know, I might become an ultra MAGA. Um, and, you know, again, I'm already accused of, of uh, you know, being everything uh, that is evil anyway. Um, and so there, you know, that that's a, you know, slanderous, you know, label that they've put on us who love the country, who love um, patriotism, who, you know, want to see uh, even civil discourse and want to see the normal people in charge again. Um, you know, so I, I don't really care, but, um, but I think I'm not alone in the fact that there's a lot of people now that will be powerfully animated, um, in, in Trump's favor. Absolutely. And by the way, you're talking about all these people saying nasty things about you. Ed Snyder, who's passed away, he owned the Philadelphia Flyers hockey team. He always said, if you, as the owner of the team, if you're worrying about what the fans think, soon you're gonna be sitting with them. So I never care what people think. I, I've been doing this so long and been hearing insults so long, they kind of make me laugh now. So I think you have to have really thick skin and just know that you're doing the right thing and fighting for uh, the future of our country and our families. And um, sometimes now I get a kick out of it. Someone the other day um, said I had a lazy eye. I'm like, I don't think I have a lazy eye unless I do that. <laughs> but they said, you need to get your lazy eye fixed. And I just wrote back, I'm too lazy. Because I thought it was 
<laughs> yeah, that's good. This is a family show, so I won't tell you the other one, but someone was alluding to how I got my job and said it wasn't based upon merit, if you know what I mean. It was based upon yeah, sure. other behaviors with men, which, by the, the way, Kamala Harris, the Kamala Harris path to greatness. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and I had a funny quip um, if you think that's how I got my job, where do you see how I got my husband? So I thought it was really funny just to stick it back in their face. Yeah, yeah. I have moments where I engage. I'm more amused than anything. Um, but I, I do realize, you know, because I used to think that there's reasonable people that, no. you know, you could like engage back and forth with and go, hang on a minute. Here's here is what I believe. And, you know, kind of lay yeah. it out. Um, and and then, you know, once you get to the point where, OK, no, no, these folks are in a cult. I mean, it really yeah. is uh, it, it, that it, that behavior um, is, is cultish. And then there's, you know, the people that just, I mean, that's kind of their hobby is to be a troll. Um, yeah. you know, I don't think they've got anything else going on, you know, yeah. so whatever. Yeah. The best response is absolutely no response unless you can say something like hilarious and then walk away, like drop a bomb and walk away, but you can't go like one response is all you do. And it has to be really funny or you're not allowed to engage. That's my philosophy. Yeah, no, that's good advice because, yeah, I, I make the mistake, again, of, of uh, thinking that there's some good faith on the other side from time to time. And, uh, yeah. and, and we're just trying to clarify each other's positions and, yeah. and ask yeah. intelligent questions. And, yeah. and that's not the case. You know, actually, Rogan O'Hanley, D.C. Drano, that told me a long time ago, I'm like, what do you do when people say really disgusting things on your page? You said, your page is your property and that's your space to see what you want and say what you want. If you don't like something, block them and delete them. And that way you can cultivate what you want to cultivate. And I, and I thought yeah. that was really good advice. There was a woman that I knew and she became, I think she's like, I don't know, an empty nester and sad and like needs a hobby. So her hobby is liberal politics. Like she's like an angry liberal middle-aged woman. I think that's like the quintessential. Oh, that's their voting block. Yes. Yeah. So she was saying all these nonsensical vitriolic things on my page and i said to my husband i'm like we know this woman you know what do you want me to do he said oh just block her and i did and i, I feel a lot more peaceful that every time i post something it's not her saying all these ridiculous things so he, i think it's fine to just cultivate what you want and have the space that you want without being bastardized every day but i really don't engage with liberals anymore I don't voluntarily anyway. I won't break bread with them. I won't have dinner with them because I think they're complicit with the downfall of this country. I think yeah. they are they are promoting an open border. They're the ones that think we should be sending billions and billions to Ukraine with absolutely no accounting. They believe in sexualizing our children. They believe in green energy with no path to actual green energy. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. They hate America. They judge people on the color of their skin, not the content of their character. So I don't really think that we have, it used to be the Democrats and Republicans were pretty close, right? We were all like sort of in the middle. And now I don't think that's the case anymore. Yeah, no, I agree. We are incredibly far apart. And the truth is, there's no compromising with their no. positions. You know, their positions have gotten so far. Um, I mean, you know, what what are we going to do? Um, compromise and say, okay, all right, fine. Uh, you know, we're... 
we will we'll accept uh, that you start to cut the breasts off of girls at 12 years old instead of 10. You know, like what are we going to you know move those sort of things? No, some of these things we have to say hard and fast that this is wrong, unacceptable, reprehensible. You know, and and we have to win um, because they're going to continue to push the envelope on all of those things. Everything that you mentioned um, has only gotten worse, has only gone further and further. You know, at, uh, over the the last couple of years, their their commitment to nonsense is, uh, I, you know, I mean, they they are not going to stop. I mean, that's the truth. I really do. That's why it's just hard to assimilate. And I think that we're basically two separate countries right now. You see, you saw that a lot with COVID, how people were operating in New York versus Florida. So yeah. I just think that there's a huge chasm between how we all feel. And it's just, I don't know. I don't, my life is precious. My time is precious. I'm not going to spend it with people that I find to be reprehensible and have poor values. Yeah. Well, amen. No, that's uh, that's good advice. I think for, uh, for everybody listening. So what are you working on right now? What, uh, you know, what projects uh, have you been uh, spending your time on? What's, uh, what's up with you lately? Well, to be honest, it hasn't been all that political lately because one time of the year in March, I'm on the board basically of two charities and we have big dog ranch rescue which is the largest no-kill animal rescue in america and we have our annual gala at mar-a-lago it's a two-day affair 1200 women we raised three million dollars but it's not just those two days i've been planning for this for a year i had 60 people in town it's a whole production so that and then i had the prager you gala where i saw you and then the following weekend um i have place of hope which is a, an amazing foster organization in South Florida that is just doing such wonderful things for children. They never separate siblings. They house them with families that create a family environment for these children. They get them in schools and have after school programs on the property and a beautiful gym and kitchens. And it's just an amazing organization as well. And we plan that all year. So that's been my March. And now I'm on vacation resting a little bit and then I'm gonna get back to the grind, getting ready for Young Women's Leadership Summit with Turning Point in June. Awesome. So now uh, I would love for you to to give me your thoughts in regards to the latest dust-ups between Trump and DeSantis um, that are starting to, to heat up a little bit more. Um, I know you, uh, you appreciate uh, him as your governor. Uh, so t- uh, tell me, you know, kind of what you think and do you have any predictions or recommendations of how that should go? I just want to like close my eyes and hold my ears and wait, like, wait, I don't want to watch it getting dirty and ugly. It just, I get the ick, but uh, yeah, Governor DeSantis is a great governor, but I don't like right now that he is on a book tour. Um, You've been, you know what I mean? You won the first time by like three votes. Yes, you had a landslide the second time, but there's still a lot of work to be doing in Florida and various counties like Broward County. He barely won Palm Beach. I don't think he should be on a nationwide book tour. I think he should be working on Florida. I don't think he should be going to early voting states like Iowa. You know, I know he's been in Texas. I know he was in New York. I think if you're going to announce and run a shadow campaign, then do it. But I know he wants to wait until May, until the legislative session in Florida ends. But right now, it's basically like he's running the shadow campaign. And I just want to make sure that he's keeping an eye on Florida, because he should really be setting up who he's thinking about would be good to fill his shoes and to continue with his legacy. Because I think a lot of people are going to throw their hat in the ring. And I don't think all of those people are the right ones for the job. So I, I personally, if I had my druthers, I would rather him stay in Florida, have a nice life. You got young kids, your wife had breast cancer. 
Thank God she's on the mend and doing better. But I would love to see him stay here and just make Florida this bastion of freedom and Republicanism and let Trump do what he wants to do. And then, I mean, DeSantis is a young guy. Let him do it down the road. The world is falling apart, so buy some gold, diversify, and get a free safe to store it in. That's right, on qualifying purchases from Birch Gold Group now through March 31st, they'll ship a free safe directly to your door. Just text Bryce to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free safe. Here's the deal. Our banking system is in turmoil, and we're not sure where all of this is going to go. Make sure you are hedging your bets and diversifying your portfolio with gold. Whether physical gold and silver in your safe or through an IRA and precious metals where you can hold real gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, buy gold from Birch Gold to protect your family. You can trust them. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bryce to 989898 for your free info kit on gold and to claim your eligibility for your free home safe by March 31st on qualifying purchases. Again, text Bryce to 989898. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of merit in that thought. I mean, I, I do like DeSantis. I think he's been an excellent governor. I think he's the model for what a lot of the governors should be doing, where he's really taking the, the fight to the left and, you know, blocking a lot of their nonsense and, and unapologetically doing that. And I think he has set Florida up to be that bastion of conservatism. Uh, conservatism. And I, I think that um, staying on that track really, would be good for him, even if he decides to run. Um, I think continuing to focus on Florida and stay out of the, the mud actually would work to his favor. Um, I think when you get into the back and forth, I think that damages him more than it damages Trump. Trump has always done that back and forth thing. And I think DeSantis staying, uh, you know, more as just, hey, I'm focusing on Florida, um, you know, that that sort of mentality, I think, would would do him better. That being said, I've met him and I'm yeah. sure you have as well. I think he's a very genuine guy. I yeah. think he is a what you see is what you get. Um, you know, I, I got to have uh, I, I got early early on to an event that we had here in California that was on a boat. And so, you know, had a captive audience of, uh, you know, Ron DeSantis um, and, and his his team and me and a couple of guys that I was with arrived early. So there was just four of us talking for for a good 20, 25 minutes, um, you know, just as as men. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I found him to be, you know, again, um, a genuine person. And to me, authenticity is the uh, kind of one of my highest values in, a, in another human being. Um, even if you are authentically an a-hole, I kind of like you. If that's yeah, really you, I like it, you know? Yeah, I think it's really important to be true to yourself and know who you are. And just be genuine. But and I do think that DeSantis is that person. I just think it's going to get ugly. And yeah, I'm just not really prepared for it mentally, emotionally, spiritually, spiritually or otherwise. Yeah, well, I don't I don't blame you. And I, I wish that, you know, it it wasn't going to get ugly. But I think uh, I think it will. I think you're absolutely right. Um, uh, along those lines, do you have uh, what plans do you have and how do you see uh, your role uh, in this um, new election season that's going to be on us pretty fast here? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know right now. I'm not, how's this? I'm not advocating for any physicians anywhere to do anything because they are time consuming. And I do have a small child. I know you have kids too, but, and I really want to have that work-life balance where I'm spending time with my son, watching him grow up, be being that soccer mom, if you will. So I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I, I love everything that I'm doing, but it's like, be careful what you wish for. And then next I'll have some crazy job and never be home and exhausted and running around the country. So I'm just going to sit back, relax and watch it from the sidelines, probably do a lot of commentary on TV. And if something presents itself, you never say no to a job you haven't yet been offered. So we'll see what happens. Hey, amen. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think your priorities are right. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Um, what other things right now are you paying attention to? Uh, what news stories, what things, uh, you know, are, are bubbling up that, uh, that are kind of concerning you or animating your thoughts? So I'm not particularly financially savvy, but all of these banking issues are, are, I think, are really troubling. And the fact that we have a federal government that thinks they're doing a good job, it, it's just scary. It's just scary how we got here and watching Silicon Valley Bank have all these people take raises and payouts right before the bank collapsed. And they didn't even have basically sort of a compliance officer, but they had someone focusing on ESG and you know diversity and equity inclusion and all that stuff. I think that's really, really troubling. Um, I saw something today about how uh, in Ukraine, like I think a banker just bought a very expensive Rolls Royce. And I thought to myself, where did that money come from? Probably my tax dollars. So these are the things that I just read in the headlines and, and stress out about. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of Dr. Fauci on Instagram about how they were going door to door with uh, the DC mayor, Muriel Bowser, trying to force people to get vaccinated in the lot. Like there was just so much we probably shouldn't even talk about that because this thing will get yanked down. But I think we've seen the true colors of Fauci. I'll just leave it at that way, because if I say one thing out of turn, you know, censorship. But I think people are really getting their eyes opened about all of that stuff. And I worry mostly about what's going on in our schools and on the television. I don't get to watch what my son is watching that often. And even here, the Cartoon Network was bragging about Joe Biden's accomplishments. I was like, what? It was like a but, PSA. But it was oh, like really? a PSA <laughs> for how much work he's doing for green energy. And I was like, can't you just show him cartoons? So I think that our kids are being indoctrinated. And I often say the days of passive parenting are over. We really have to be aware of what they're learning in every facet of their lives, what they're doing on their iPads, who their teachers are, all of those things. Because if you're a passive parent, the next thing you know, you're going to wake up and your kid's going to be like a mini communist. Yeah, well, the... Um I, I think it's passive parenting that got us to where we're at right yeah. now, um, and and so yeah, we we can't we can't continue it any further. But the the truth is, is there is nowhere uh, except for maybe PragerU kids and uh, some of the things that are starting to to crop up now on the conservative side. But there's nowhere that you can leave your kid unattended if there's a screen or anything involved, um, and and I. That's the way I think, you know, you and I grew up to a certain extent was, you know, you, you could be pacified by the TV. You could watch things. And yeah. a lot of the programming and indoctrination was a lot more um, uh, inert back then. You know, there was a little bit of it. But now it's, you know, n nakedly out in the open. Um, 
Aldo uh, Budazoni, who I've had on the show, one of the PragerU uh, guys, he um, registered uh, for YouTube Kids and registered as an eight-year-old. And the uh, amount of LGBTQ uh, and consent and all of this stuff that was coming at him uh, was was absolutely um, unconscionable. And I think that there's more of that out there than most parents realize. We're a few months into the year now, and if you haven't changed the way you buy meat yet, you really need to. Let me tell you three reasons I personally subscribe to Good Ranchers. First off, they are giving you free bacon for a year. That's a $240 value. That's a pound and a half of bacon in every box. Go get yours at GoodRanchers.com. This bacon tastes so good, and it's because their pork is made the right way. These are happy pigs. They're never in crates, which happens way too often on factory farms. Good Ranchers never uses antibiotics or any added hormones, and their pork is from heritage breeds that have historically produced the best pork in the world. Reason number two to subscribe to Good Ranchers is that you lock in your price when you subscribe. My grocery bill would go up every week if it weren't for Good Ranchers. I consistently get the same quantity and quality of meat every single time. So subscribe and enjoy the security of their price lock guarantee today. Finally, you should subscribe because everything they sell is so good. Their all-natural burgers, USDA prime steaks, and better-than-organic chicken have changed my standard for great meat, and it will change yours too. Head to GoodRanchers.com and use my code BRYCE for $20 off your box. Get free bacon, great meat, a secure price, and a bonus $20 off today at GoodRanchers.com. Make sure to use my code BRYCE when you subscribe. GoodRanchers.com. American meat delivered. Yeah, it's so scary because then you send your kid to a friend's house and you don't know what their filters are. And it's just so much to think about. And it's really terrifying. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why we like to have the friends come to our place. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. So, so what else before I uh, let you get back to your vacation? Oh gosh, I don't know. I, I do. I just. I think the other issue I focus on is the fact that people don't love America, and I wish that they realized that we are a great country of great people. And I see that the left just is trying to destroy that. And I saw that these Chinese nationals were crossing the border through Mexico, and yeah. I thought to myself. How did these people get all the way there? Are they, and then you go down the rabbit hole, are they spies? So now you have these people who are potentially spies in our country. They can assume any identity that they want. If they go to a liberal state, they'll get an ID, they can vote. And we have these people in our country that we have absolutely no way to account for them and who they are and what they're trying to accomplish. And I just worry about those relationships that we have with this administration and with the Chinese Communist Party. We see that several members of the Biden family we're receiving massive payouts from China. And, and you just wonder whether it's the border in the South or just sort of not holding China accountable for what they wanna to do to us. It's really scary. I read a great book called The 100 Year Marathon by Michael Pillsbury, I believe. And it was just, it explains to you exactly what the Chinese Communist Party intends to do in a 100 year period. And they are fighting a very slow war against us. They think that we are reprehensible and that they wanna be the dominant world power and take us down, it would be their joy and they're not fighting a war with guns and bombs. They're fighting it by manufacturing all of our pharmaceuticals. And, and yep. you know, we need our solar panels from China. And everything that we need 
is essentially made in China because they came over here, they price gouged, so American companies were put out of business. You know, we sent the labor to China. I mean, it, the, the, the tale goes on and on and on, but this wasn't some accidental thing that happened. This was very, very purposeful. And I don't understand why Democrat politicians don't care, but I guess I do because they're financially being compensated. So they're willing to sell their soul and sell their country to the devil for a dollar. Yeah, I don't think they, um, again, you know, we, we stopped teaching real ethics in business schools. And so these folks uh, don't think that they're doing anything wrong. They're just right. getting theirs. And they're, yeah. you know, and, and I think they justified also, you know, they certainly did in the uh, uh, in the 80s and 90s when this began, when they were propping China up and setting it up and sending our manufacturing yeah. over there. You know, they, they took it as their own crusade where they were going to, you know, help China, you know, get into, um, you know, democracy by, you know, helping them to become wealthy and, and you know, of course, line their pockets um, at the same time. And then Wall Street and everything else just, you know, went complicit with it. And so now, you know, here we are, um, they, they are uh, largely controlling the world. Um, and I, I think we've fallen so far. And then you've got to, you know, uh, Joe Biden, you know, being uh, uh, rewarded by, by China for the moves that he's making. So, you know, yeah. uh, do, you, do you think he's going to uh, uh, ultimately make it to 2024? Do you have any thoughts there? I mean, he has now fallen up the steps of Air Force One three times, I believe. I mean, I, I dealt with two grandparents with dementia, and I mean, this I'm not a doctor. I haven't seen a brain scan, but you don't need to be a doctor to just see how he's operating. And they hide him, and they call lids constantly. He just is propped up with whatever, God knows what, to make these appearances. And I also spoke to a friend that actually, she's a, a nurse practitioner, and she did a lot of work in neurology dealing with Alzheimer's and dementia patients. And I asked her one day, just I, we were looking at a video of Joe Biden, how he has that gait that he sort mm -hmm. of almost walks like a robot, like knee, leg, foot, like one thing goes down, then the next. And she said that's called targeted dyskinesia. And that is the main side effect. And this is just not about Joe. She hasn't seen Joe. But she said um, when they go on the Alzheimer's medication and the dementia medication, the one first huge side effect is targeted dyskinesia. And that's that gait. That's that walk. So I'm not saying this as an expert, but I do think that there's something going on with him. I don't know how much longer they can run this charade, and that's what it is. I'm just so shocked that someone in Washington hasn't like had a conscience and said, we can't keep doing this to the American people. The American people deserve to know what's going on in this country because we don't know. Do you, who do you think is running this country? I have no idea. Yeah, well, I mean, it's... It, well, it's the, uh, you know, power, powerful people around him, you know, um, that uh, that are in um, the, the White House controlling him and pulling, you know, pulling these strings. And that includes even, you know, uh, Jill Biden and others that want to hang on to the powerful position that they're in. Um, just with the access to the president's office, you have tremendous power. And there is a, um, a tremendous internal battles that go on, um, as as you know. And, of course, we've got you know, people, you know, inside the White House that, that report some of this stuff, uh, you know, out to the world at large. But, you know, there's a battle between the, the Biden, um, you know, group and the uh, Kamala Harris group and then everyone else that's vying for position. Um, and, and so I, 
you know, uh, Charlie had said uh, uh, a long time ago, Charlie Kirk said that, uh, you know, he uh, thought that, uh, you know, they'll eventually allow him to kind of be, you know, pushed to the side and you're going to have a Gavin Newsom or somebody like that yeah. that ultimately runs. And I and I think that there's some merit to that, you know, and, and them uh, with more of this China news piles up, more of the, um, the problems pile up for them. You know, at some point they might just uh, have no choice but to shove him aside um you know and, and again there'll be yeah. plenty of people around him that don't want that to happen because they won't have a place but the but if if um the new contingent comes in and has the right places for those folks and and you know in the new administration then i think everybody will go along with it so unless he has some catastrophic thing happen which you know, th- th- it's going to be this battle. Yeah, I mean, it it unravels pretty quickly. You know, my, my mom, you know, died uh, uh, almost uh, two years ago from Alzheimer's, and uh, and it unravels very, very quickly at it the does. end. It does. And that's what I'm wondering. Like, is it going to take some catastrophic public episode to show the American people what's going on? I certainly don't wish that upon anybody, but at this point... I don't know. When you, these are the things that keep you up at night. You want to know what's going on. And anyone that says, oh, he's completely sound, I mean, they're just not paying attention. Yeah, well, I mean, look, the left and the majority of the left, I mean, you can't get them uh, to, you know, even admit that, okay, maybe he's slowing down. I mean, they, you know, they will throw yeah. every excuse possible, um, you know, up. Oh, well, come on. He's always stuttered. He's always had this. Oh, you know, what are you talking about? He, he's he's walking strong and fit. Sure, he's old, but, you know, what do you, you know, and, and people trip all the time. And, you know, yeah. uh, and then, of course, you know, the famous one is, but Trump, you know, <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll They'll always come back with a, well, Trump this or Trump that. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's why I don't engage. I don't want the headache. Yeah, yeah no, and I think you're, you're right on that. Um, well, hey, uh, love you to death. Um, thank you for, uh, you know, coming and spending time with me. I want, I want to let you get back to your vacation, but um, how do we follow you? How do we pay attention to what you're doing and whatever's next for you? Okay, well, um, Aaron M., Elmore on Instagram and on Twitter. I'm Aaron Elmore and everything else. I'm just Aaron Elmore, E-L-M-O-R-E. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, you're fantastic. And I know I will see you again soon. Hopefully looking forward to it. Have a good day. All right. All right. Enjoy Aspen. All right. Take care. We are out. Thank you for watching or listening to this episode of The Bryce Eddy Show. Hey, we need your help. We have a special call to action. Please subscribe to our new Rumble channel, The Bryce Eddy Show. If you've been consuming this on our church website or church channel, go ahead and subscribe to us on Rumble. We need to build those numbers there for that new dedicated channel. For your convenience, we have a link in the description below.